Rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Bizarre news, MMA in the green corner, and a game we like to call this or that. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse, and today we are joined by our very special guest and personal friend, Jordan River. Hi guys, thanks so much for having me. Ah, thanks hey, for being thanks here. Thanks for man. coming on. Yeah, of course. So uh, first off, just quickly, what, what have you been up to? How, how was your uh, your holiday season? Oh, man, it's been great. Um, been podcasting like crazy, launching some new shows. You guys know I'm all over, but my main show and uh, my connection to you guys, Growcast, the official cannabis podcast. Been ramping up for a big 2019. We got a new producer on board. We do grow advice. We do cannabis history. We do cannabis uh entrepreneur interviews we do all sorts nice. of cool stuff so anyone who's a fan of cannabis check out growcast immediately absolutely Definitely. and you might be able to catch our news that we do over there our uh, Damn right. Growcast cannabis updates oh yeah it's great stuff and you know speaking of news we always like to start out with a little bit of weed news and i think it's only proper to let you do the honors jordan certainly yeah guys i mean uh you know january 2019 what a lot of people don't realize is time flies um Back in 2014 is when Colorado legalized the first recreational legalization. It's been that long. Yeah, I know, right? A lot of people don't realize um, California went medical a really, really long time ago. Um, I want to say upwards of 10 years for sure. It was like in the 90s, I believe, right? Totally, yeah. I mean, we're probably coming up on 30 years. Regardless, the medical legalization was so lax there that everyone's been smoking pot in uh, California. What was amazing is when they went from legal medical states to Colorado recreationalizing. There was a wave unlike any other. Um, and, and it completely opened the floodgates for the other states that have done it now. Looking back, uh, total marijuana sales in the state went from 683.5 million in 2014, all the way up to 1.28 billion in the wow. first 10 months of 2018. Um, so shattering over doubling uh, the, the yearly sales. That's crazy. Um, Total, total tax revenue, uh, I'm sorry, tax revenue for medical and recreational sales uh, tripled over the past five years. And uh, the largest city has 200, uh, Denver has 216 dispensaries. Oh, wow. Um, Damn. In Denver alone. And between 2014 and 2017, it brought in $1 billion in tax revenue. Can't get enough of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at a state's budget, um, some people will look and say, oh, that's only one, 2%. You're making a big deal out of this. But people don't realize this is this is spare cash. This is cash that's laying around. And it's going straight into things like schools. Um, there are homeless shelters being developed with this money. Stuff that, you know, um, traditional bureaucracy just doesn't make time for. And what those people also don't account for is, is the resources that are saved. 
the law enforcement resources that are saved, the judicial system. There's a lot of stress. That's a good point. You know, pardon the pun, there's a lot of stress that's relieved from a society when they do this full legalization. Um, (laughs) Very true. And then, of course, you can take a look at a lot of crime reports that uh, have been disputed, but let's be honest, everybody knows that drunk driving goes down, fatalities go down when people are smoking pot. It's just an anecdotal truth, and that's what you see in Colorado. So good on them. They're not the greatest uh, state when it comes to their laws. Their taxes are rather high, and they're losing a lot of money because of that. Okay. um, Certainly. But uh, they were the first to do it. Uh, they had the balls to do it, and they are keeping up on their regulation, and they're working hard. I respect them as mm. a state. They're not. You take a look at some states like my home, my home state of Illinois, and it's just borderline criminal what they're doing. And Colorado is not that state. They're they're mm. working very hard, and we should look to them in, in a lot of different facets as a as a role model. Mm. And that's and that'll be great for uh, the ultimate federal legalization, which is what we all kind of hope for. Yeah. Uh, for the states that haven't crossed that line once we get to that point to look at Colorado as that kind of uh, example, I yeah. guess, to say like, hey, here's how to do it right. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. It's important yeah. to have that. And, and, and also, more importantly, the federal government is so strange in the way they, they choose to go after certain things and not certain things. Certainly passing a, uh, a release of the federal ban will be a big deal, but the tipping point has already occurred. Uh, too many states have legalized. The federal government is not going after the states or the people or businesses in those states. Um, so it's kind of already happened. And, and once it's down on paper, it will be a big deal. But, but we're there. We're there, people. This is, this is happening right now. A foot through the threshold. Yes, exactly. It's, yeah, we've, t- we've, we've went past the tipping point, I feel. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, there's definitely no going back now. All these states, man. Come on, let's just do it all now. Now, now I got even more of a reason to uh, visit Denver. You know, I want to check check off every what was it, two hundred and sixty uh, dispensaries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Try yeah, them all out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, a little punch card. Denver's, Denver's really interesting because I've been following the cannabis cultures and um, Denver and Colorado. They love their extracts, man. That's what's big oh. there. They love getting their dab rigs, their expensive mm. glass dab rigs, and they love their extracts. And that's what's really driving the cannabis industry. Um, and, and it's also the higher price premium products there. So, Would the pens go under that same category, you would say? Yeah. Now, pens yeah. are generally a distillate. Um, it's a, distil- a distillation process, you know, separating the different parts through distillation. Um, but anything like a wax or a distillate or a CO2 or even an edible is considered an extract. You're taking okay. THC from the cannabis plant and you're extracting mm. it one way or another. So they're all considered extracts, although it may be um, butane extract, a bubble hash, um, uh, distillate, like you said, or an edible. Nice. Well, I'll I'll try them all. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do any of them. Bring it on. In a safe, responsible way. uh, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Now, I I will say, uh, in our next story, there's nothing safe or responsible. That's, I'm just going to put it out there at the top. Um, we're talking about actually very close to me up in San Francisco. A man brought a dead raccoon into a McDonald's and uh, caused the McDonald's to close for a little bit. Oh, this this is not good. I never. Where is this McDonald's? I never want to eat there. Up, up in San Francisco. I mean, there's plenty of them up there, but they didn't say which one. So never eat McDonald's. Good luck on you to not San end up Fran. at the dead raccoon McDonald's. It's the new but, bandit burger. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's that's what I was wondering about this. It was a homeless guy. He wandered in with a dead raccoon. It was uh, bloodied and dead, and he put it on the fast food outlet's table. And people were like, 
you got to get the fuck out of here with that. You can't be bringing in dead roadkill into fucking McDonald's. And the guy, there's a freeze frame of the guy with his hands up like, what? What, 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 what did I do? This, I do this all the time. Come on, man. You're going to give me a hard time. Um, the video shows it all going down. Um, someone luckily was standing outside the McDonald's filming this all happen the altercation between the manager being like you got to get that that thing fucking out of here and the homeless guy just be like hey brought that raccoon to mcdonald's what do you want from me (laughs) it's very very matter of fact um what would you guys do what like you're sitting there enjoying your uh number three or whatever your number might be and uh this guy walks in with some roadkill are you getting up and leaving are you getting involved in the altercation or just burying yourself in your fries I'm out of there. You don't want to be around a gentleman that has been carrying this raccoon. He could have rabies, and God knows what else he's been rolling around in. That's very true. I mean, he set it on the table. At least he didn't put it on... Well, the floor would probably be a better choice, I guess. People, people, people eat off the table, man. It's like, come on. Yeah, so, very- well, I, I think I'll probably pick up the carcass and just calmly slide one of those thin plastic fast food trays under it. Oh. I put it on there. <laughs> Take it in the back, get it in the deep fryer. Mm, yum. <laughs> I'm wondering if that was his, like, purpose in all this. It's like, can I get a raccoon burger? Yeah, no, the way you bring a duck into a Chinese restaurant is you bring the whole duck in. They'll cook it for you. You just bring the raccoon into the McDonald's. (laughs) The fucking deep fry it with the nuggets, Uh, you know? That's right. Well, uh, McDonald's was not the roadkill cafe that day. They were not going to have you bring it in, you kill it, we grill it style. Um, they, They wanted him out of there. He eventually left, but did not bring his dead raccoon with him. He left it there as like a party he gift. the cargo. <laughs> He's like, you That's know what? Brutal. This place is rude. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fucking dipped out. Um, they actually, uh, police caught up with the guy and gave him, men- uh, he ended up getting mental health evaluation and they determined that he did not need to be detained. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so well, I mean, I don't know if that's how I would have ended that scenario. Uh, like, I think there's some there's some offense that's been broken here. I don't think there's an explicit rule saying don't bring dead raccoons into McDonald's, but I have to think it falls somewhere in a category that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. I'm just I'm worried about the demise of the raccoon and that guy's involvement. You know. So. Yeah. Did he kill the raccoon? Did he no, find I, it? That I don't way? know. I don't Did know. he witness it and he wanted to get it help? So he ran it into McDonald's? Like, yeah. a, like he's he trying to it. bring it to a vet? Nah, he'd be messed up. Covered in blood. <laughs> he'd be messed up, man. <laughs> and the other thing is, like, if you're in the middle of San Francisco, like, okay, if you're on the outskirts of it, like, maybe you're by the park and you found a raccoon, but, like, there's not that much wildlife just running around the city of San Francisco. Like, streets of San Francisco. This guy had to go, like, probably to Golden Gate Park, if I could think anywhere that there'd be a raccoon in that city. And oh, no, they'd be chilling in the cities, man. They, they thrive in cities, I think. They make it across the bridge, and, and then they, well, I guess they breed. There's probably a yeah. whole bunch of city raccoons that have their, their setups there. You know, they're just, they're- like, their own type of breed. They're a lot harder, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. A, may, oh, maybe they were friends. Maybe he knew this oh, raccoon man. personally, and yeah. he was like, he was a fan of McDonald's. It was, was his last wish. Oh, no. It's oh. his dying wish. He just wants to be buried in a McDonald's trash can. <laughs> this went from gross to endearing. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, oh man. So I don't think we'll ever know what, yeah. what happened or the I fate of this like raccoon. It was a twisted version of the bucket list. You guys remember that movie? Yeah. I don't know who the <laughs> raccoon was in that scenario, but they were doing... We're just trying to give him his dying wish. Oh, man. So yeah, stay stay out of the McDonald's up in San Francisco. Yeah, that's the definitely. Main story here. Avoid any McDonald's. Just be safe. 
The gentleman in our next story was uh, trying to be safe, but out of all things that took him out, it was his dog, man. We got another dog turning on his fucking owner's story, and I'm another just so- one? This is a heartbreaking for me. I love this. Is this a regular on the show? This is a regular sketch? Dog this, this, attacks? No, this is the second one, though, in like, uh, I don't even know, a month maybe? Maybe a month okay. and a half? It's the crazy. Holidays are hard, I guess. Man. <laughs> Keep your dogs in guns in separate areas, people. Alright? Now, this occurred in Mississippi, and unfortunately, it ended up with a former LSU offensive lineman getting his leg amputated. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, now he was out duck hunting in Mississippi with his uh, buddies. He had like three friends with him, and uh, he also had his Labrador retrieve her with him. And uh, apparently, you know, they were they just had a bunch of ducks in the back of the bed of the truck, and the shotgun was there too. Okay. And the dog jumped up into the bed, and I'm imagining the the bed was down, shotgun was pointing out of the bed, conveniently around thigh height, and the dog shot him. Good thing he didn't have a lift kit on that car. Oh, man. Ooh. Ooh. Right in the balls at that point. Or maybe a dome shot. Oof. Ooh. It was a man. shotgun, huh? Yeah. So, as you can imagine, a lot of damage. I don't know a lot about guns, but do you have to cock a shotgun? That's what Any I was thinking, too. Well, somebody must have been ready to take another shot and, you know, didn't, and then they just and didn't take it. The the then he discharged the round out of the barrel. <laughs> and even, you know, <laughs> even if the safety was on, you know, I can imagine a dog had enough pressure on the paw to push the safety down and then pull the trigger, you know? That's hardcore, man. It's a sad mistake. Uh, it ended up doing a, a severe amount of uh, damage to his femoral artery, as well as other vital vascular and muscle tissue. So, after a couple hours in the surgery, the uh, surgeons had decided, you know, we have to amputate. And that's what led him to this. Now this athlete is missing a leg, man. That's I don't know why I'm laughing, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not fu yeah, it's not funny, but it's just like the dog, you know, it's like, oh my god, man. It's kind of funny, but... <laughs> The doctor yeah. diagnosed him as a cat person. Imagine <laughs> it wasn't even his gun. It was his buddy's gun. Oh, like god. oh my god. These dogs, <sighs> man. We need a uh, paw-proof trigger yes. cover. Yes. <laughs> like, this is happening like way too much. The Wait, last time it was uh, just the shotgun, I think, was just sitting on the porch or something. And yeah. ended up like the dog jumped down off a chair and got caught up in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and shot the guy. Is this uh, is this an evolutionary advantage to some dogs that they're going to be able to overthrow humans because their paws can fit into guns? <laughs> Planet of the pups, or just to at least establish, you know, this is a, this is a possibility here. Yeah, turn around a dominance. <laughs> they're, they're plotting shit, man. Oh man. It's terrible that it ended so badly for this guy with his leg being amputated. I mean, yeah. they, in our last one, at least the guy survived and didn't have much. He was like, don't blame the dog. He didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume that this yeah. guy is holding a bit of a grudge at this point. You know, it doesn't It doesn't say, actually. It doesn't say if there's I don't a think grudge. They, I don't think they'd quote his grudge, but Imagine I'm going to believe put him that down. he is. He brought him right to that after in his oh, wheelchair <laughs> and he's walking him in and just done this one's done <laughs> put him down it's like why why are you so adamant about this he doesn't even say anything he's just like <laughs> cutting the neck the dog's just fucking giving him like half eyes grilling him <laughs> I wanna like, see I should've it. finished the job I wanna watch it can I oh put the God. needle in it's still still a better outcome, better average than uh, ex vice president Dick Cheney. At least, at least, oh, at least the LSU guy didn't come out and apologize on behalf of the dog. <laughs> Not in the oh. face. 
Yeah, because, right. Uh, I've seen worse. So oh. yeah, you're, you're still better going hunting with your dog. To make yeah. Okay. Very, uh, very true. A little bit, but I think it's relevant. So I'll it. <laughs> well, Vice just came out, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It has brought it back to the surface. Uh, speaking speaking of movies that uh, you know have recently come out, a uh, big one is Bird Box, which I I found when talking between the uh, the three of us before the show, none of us have seen. <laughs> we're we're not Bird Box fa- <laughs> no. fans. Nah. Uh, I'm I feel like I'm personally avoiding it because of the hype. Yeah, me too. It's like That's, I don't want to be marketed to. It's like that, yeah. uh, you know, anarchist middle schooler in me that just <laughs> doesn't want to conform. Yeah, one day I'll catch it. <laughs> but one thing that we are all aware of is the fact that there is a new challenge going around called the Bird Box Challenge, which involves mm. people blindfolding themselves and then trying to do, you know, everyday things like uh, preparing lunch or driving a car or throwing <laughs> knives. Like, you know, just every everything that you normally do blindfolded. Mm. Which as you could expect, leads to some disastrous results in many situations. Uh, you, you need your eyes, people. Yeah. We're not we're not Sandra Bullock in a fucking horror movie. You, you gotta use your, all five senses here to make uh, make sense of this crazy world. Yeah. Um, getting, getting behind the wheel of a car like this teen did in Utah only ends up badly. She ended up <laughs> crashing into another car after trying to, you know, film herself doing the bird box challenge while driving. <laughs> The, oh, the pictures of the results are like it looks like a full-on like t-bone crash dude i'm dying thinking about the person who was driving the victim car and they were just like is that motherfucker blindfolded <laughs> <laughs> yo man oh you basically man. also the that fact she fucking hardcore. basically fucked her insurance for the rest of her life it's like yeah oh. no we're not we're not gonna insure you you driving fucking blindfolded Oh, we got insurance. Was driving with eyes obstructed by blindfold, doing the, so-called popular. I'm sure they'll still blindfold. find some way to blame the victim. They'll be like, "Oh, well, you could have avoided it, you know." The motherfucker was blindfolded. Like, uh, premiums are gonna have to go up. <laughs> Fuck! It doesn't look good on paper. I gotta tell you. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't believe how malleable people are. I can't believe how they can be shown something and you put the word challenge at the end of it. And then they'll risk their lives to, to do it. Right. It's a rather like frightening prospect that that a, that a significant portion of the population would be willing to do this. I know, man. <sighs> it's and I I feel like it's very manufactured. Like uh, the marketing for this movie specifically was very like huge in terms of like a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it seemed bigger than on people's radar more than a lot of other stuff I've seen on Netflix. That's probably mm. better. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was like some sort of marketing campaign that led to all these people. And it's mostly teenagers, you know, that end up yeah. doing these challenges a lot of the times because they're using the hashtag. They're trying to like get more famous on Instagram and shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Netflix has actually like issued a cha- uh, like a, a response to it. And they're saying, please do not hurt yourselves with this bird box challenge. <laughs> Put out like a whole thing about it. But you know, marketers need to think about this shit a little bit better. If if oh they God. if this was started as like a purposeful thing, like I think that was very ill-advised. Yeah, and there's liability, by the way. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least Netflix is trying to cover their ass with a tweet, I guess. That's, yeah. that's how you do it these days. It gets weird after like the whole Slenderman shit, right? Oh yeah, that's right. You know, once yeah. that happened, it's like, oh we gotta be careful about these like things that get spawn yeah. off into a hole. <laughs> Oh, dark. People will copy any challenge, which is why I proposed the 
Mind your fucking business challenge. Like, Hell yeah. stop fucking bothering people. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, why don't you film yourself, like, just going about your day and not fucking, like, interfering with someone else's shit, you motherfucker. Put that on Instagram. Oh. Fucking tweet that shit. That's too funny, man. I mean, hey, if there's one thing I hope for my children is that they're not malleable enough to put themselves in a uh, life-risking situation. Because yeah. someone used a certain hashtag at the end of their tweet. Jump off the bridge challenge. Everyone's fucking doing it, man. It's fucking... <laughs> launch yourself off fucking Deer's Bridge. You know, I had this idea a while ago, like a half-baked maybe web show idea or movie idea. Okay. About, about, a, um, about a, a trend of people posting selfies of their own death. Like people oh, who God. are about to die and they're laughing, well, like, I might as well, like, you know, like being eaten by an alligator or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> hashtag deathy. <laughs> hashtag oh, YOLO. It, it didn't really pan out, but this is an idea that I think this is where this is all headed, the ultimate cul uh, culmination. Well, that that's the thing. I mean, uh, it might be one of those things where it's like they've given a name to it. And now people are, are like saying like, oh, that's the cause of the death. But the rise in selfie deaths have has gone up yeah. over the past yeah. few years. I mean, now there's a name to call it. Um, but a lot of people like bagged off clips and shit. Yeah. Trying to yeah. take a yeah. selfie. It's like, we, what the fuck oh, are yeah. you doing? We were talking about this like an episode or two ago. How like, you know, if like the apocalypse happened or even if aliens invaded, motherfuckers would be like, first motherfucker with an Instagram with an alien. <laughs> and it's like vaporized after the, as soon as they hit post. <laughs> Looking like Thanos snapped his fingers and half the Done. fucking population dissolved <laughs> away. Like, yeah, I gotta gram it. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't do the bird box challenge. Or if you do, uh, at least put like creative twist on it. That's not gonna yeah. get, get you or someone else hurt. <laughs> Man, oh, I could sure use a blindfold. Fucking before I watch this video, that is our next story. Man, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there was a gentleman recorded on a doorbell, licking it for three hours. <laughs> uh, one doorbell. Yeah, he was licking a doorbell. Well, I guess the camera's not, it, it might be an old school camera, but it looks like doorbell height. So I was assuming it was one of those nests that caught right. it. And, uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, it is a nest because the lady was actually alerted. She wasn't home. The lady that owns the house was alerted like at 5 a.m. And she was like, okay, something weird's going on, you know? So she like triggered it and saw this dude licking the doorbell. And he sat there for three hours. And Jesse, you should be concerned because this happened in Salinas. Yeah, I know, man. I used to I used to work in Salinas. And, this dude uh, licked your shit. <laughs> not my shit, man. Get my shit out of it. Um, fucking, I did have to edit this video for my for work, and uh, yeah, that's ve it's very sexual for like a man in a doorbell. It's probably dude. the most like. It's creepy. He it's like gross. looks into the camera like, too, so it's like you're almost like feel like you're in one of those like. Fucking from like uh, I, what, what is it called when you're viewing like uh, it's like a voyeur, voyeur yeah. yeah, voyeur porn, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. it's like that. I'm quick with the terminology. Thank you. I yeah, you. I see you in there. Man. Well, you you scroll porn times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good, good thing this guy has been caught because the image was so clear and he made eye contact, which was creepy. And uh, so, so please really close your eyes when you kiss. I thought, right? <laughs> yeah. Please identify this guy right away. He has been caught. We can, you know, oh, we, we don't have to worry. You'd rest easy. Uncover yeah. your doorbells, people. Was it raccoon guy? He made his way to Salinas. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. We're real far for a doorbell-looking adventure. They, yeah, yeah, no, they scooted him along like Rambo in First Blood. <laughs> and then they kicked his ass right out into Salinas. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, I'm just glad that they got him because I mean, this guy running around, who, who would have known if his victim would be next? You know, I mean, how many doorbells have, is it going to take? Well, you know, he's got a ton of free time too because he was there for like three hours. So it's not yeah. like he's like, oh, got to get to work. No, he's out. He would have been out there doing it again. Neighbors like, <laughs> said they heard a knock, so he probably got a couple other doorbells while he was there. I mean, that's probably wasn't the only one. Oh yeah, that was the only one with video proof. Yeah, yeah. They fucking no, bleached everything. They said. <laughs> that that little slut just came from another doorbell. Oh. <laughs> He's making out with all of them. Oh man, what a tramp! Like this guy's not getting the flu, man. This guy's. Oh. In, if we're sending someone to an alien colony, this is the guy. It's immune. Oh, yeah. Seriously, yeah. Either, yeah. That, all. either that or the staff is fighting the hepatitis and winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! In the fight of the century. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's disgusting, man. Three three hours of just gross doorbell licking. Uh, nastiness. Someone that uh, saw the video that I edited of of this uh, incident said that they felt offended by, by <laughs> the video. And I've never like actually heard someone say like they were offended by something they saw. Like I've seen tons of terrible Dude, shit. That's what I was I saying coming bar, into this. Like, but it's it's pretty gross. Yeah. It's offended, borderline, violated. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the eye contact. The eye contact what pushes it. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Never make eye contact. Come on, man. No. Oh. Always look down at the phone. We don't know each other. It's where we we don't know now. each other. <laughs> can, can you can you cleanse our palate from from that last story, Matt? It's something different. <sighs> We're gonna cleanse, yeah, from a, from a few stories. Look, we'll, you know, let's not hold bad vibes against dogs. All right, they're not okay. all bad. All right. Our no, next, for, yeah, true. Well, they did get a bad rap this time around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dogs can be funny, man. Sometimes they come even broken, which is hilarious. This dog, I'm gonna say, is is kind of broken the way he's he's waddling around. And the music adds all the better to it. You got that the Mario Star music playing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> definitely check that out. We'll be posting it Friday, I believe, right, Jesse? Yes, Friday yeah. on our Facebook. We will uh, be putting that funny clip up for everyone to check out. Hell yeah. All right, and uh, now we're going to get ready to go into the green corner, but before we do that, here's a word from the Murder Mile podcast. Give me a minute, give me a minute, think about the second set of passage, man I gotta go and get it, grab it, why you gotta go and act a savage, smoking weed I gotta feed it. Hi, I'm Michael, host of the Murder Mile True Crime Podcast which was nominated as one of the best British true crime podcasts of 2018, is based on my five-star rated guided walk and features more than 300 untold, unsolved and long-forgotten murders, all set within one square mile of London's West End. So if you love hearing about new cases for the first time, all cases through a fresh pair of ears and classic cases with a twist, all researched using the original declassified police investigation files, written using first-hand accounts, and recorded using authentic sounds from the murder location itself, then Murder Mile is just for you. Download the Murder Mile True Crime podcast on iTunes, Acast, or your favourite podcast platform every Thursday. Thank you for listening, and stay safe. And we are back. And it is time to talk about what's been going on in the UFC. 
it's a fun time to be a fight fan. I feel like it's just getting better and better and better instead of hitting these peaks like it was for a couple of years. Talents being, you know, utilized a little better. Yeah. How do, what do you attribute that to? Well, it seems like since the, the changeover, you know, the sale of the UFC, it's been... And good um, since then that's true yeah that, that you know you can't help but like kind of contribute to that but uh i mean dana's obviously the driving factor you know if you look at the progressive scale from when the original purchase of the ufc in what like 94 so uh, yeah like, something like that yeah that, you know it, it's always well, been that on started, that's, that's when ufc the ufc won yeah it was a big thing for a while went down again in, in popularity and then like uh you know the 2006 to 2010 era, uh, era was huge. Yeah, you know, you had a lot of huge names in there, and uh, people With started pride. to, you know, yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah, pride yeah. too. That a lot of movie stars came out of that wave. It seems. Yeah, like. man, a lot of Bob movie the Beast. Stars. Is that, wasn't Maybe. that like Rampage Jackson <laughs> yeah. and like? Oh man, so many people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rampage Jackson wasn't a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, A-team. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I have, I actually have a theory on the progression of the UFC and why things are exciting now. Um, because, you know, people used to refer to, like, Pride in the early days of UFC as the golden age of MMA. Yeah. One of the reasons it was so attractive is because the styles were separated. It wasn't, like, yes. homogenized martial arts. It wasn't mixed martial arts. It was, like, different styles. So yeah. you, you to see the best. You would actually see the guy get in the ring, uh, get in the octagon with a gi. You don't, that's yeah. not something anymore. And that's what made it so special. There was yeah. an era... But what happened was, is you had, you know, you had the tough man era and everyone was beating the crap out of each other. And then it it was the wrestler era where you had to learn how to wrestle or you were fucked, you know, Mark Coleman and uh, those guys. Um, Everyone learned to wrestle. And then there was kind of an area, uh, an era I feel of actual mixed martial artists versus mixed martial artists where everyone had to learn everything. You had to have tight strength, you had to have takedown defense, you had to have grappling and you had to have jujitsu, all of those things, you know. once everyone kind of reached that level and normalized, it then reverted back to, okay, well, who grew up doing karate? Yeah. Stephen Thompson was doing karate since he was four years old, and he was beating mixed martial arts strikers because he knew takedown defense, he knew all that stuff, but he also had the tweak, okay? So what separated fighters used to make you weak. If you didn't know takedowns, you were fucked. Yes. Yeah. Now what separates fighters makes you strong. Everyone knows takedown defense. You need something extra. You need a capoeira background. You need... Yeah, that's what I was going to say is you have to train in everything today if you're going to be successful. You're not going to be, you know, just a jiu-jitsu master and come in and and be successful against every different opponent you face. You know, you have to have a background in everything. You got to be equaled out and and really, you know, you might be really good at one thing, but you're going to have a great background in other things, too. I think specialties are back. I think yeah. the days of Randy Couture's are over. I don't think that it's a, uh, it's as much of a game of strategy anymore. I think you need specialists. The champions can all do things that other just can't. And athletics, man. I mean, we're talking about, you know, people are just in the peak and we're, we're testing now. I mean, it's just, you know, we're getting the full, like, it's a leveled off area. And now you're seeing who's truly a better athlete or at least really damn good at cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no good point. Yeah. And there's a lot of that coming up. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to start out talking about was, uh, did you guys see about, uh, Pollyanna Viana getting, uh, I heard, I heard about robbed? this. Well, somebody yeah, tried to rob her. Yeah. Someone tried to rob her. Ooh, robbing MMA fighters. Yeah. Not the best thing. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, as you can imagine, it really didn't turn out well for this gentleman. He had a gun, but apparently it turned out to be a cardboard gun. And I've heard multiple ver- versions of the story. I've heard that she felt it and, and realized it wasn't a real gun. 
Um, and I've heard, you know, she just took the chance and said, you know, he couldn't pull it out in time before I could land. Two punches and a fucking kick that dropped this motherfucker. <laughs> and then she put him in a fucking rear naked. Oh. And yeah, man, I'm going to show you guys this photo that uh, Dana White had put up. And yeah, okay. it's, oh man, it's hilarious what this guy looks like. <laughs> so as you can see on my screen right there. Oh, yeah. Right kick? Yeah, he got messed yeah, up. Man. Right yeah. high kick broke his fucking face. Dude, broke his shit. On the left is uh, Pollyanna Viana, one of our UFC fighters. And on the right is the guy who tried to rob her. Hashtag bad fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that reminds me of when uh, I think it was the Diaz brothers in Vegas or yeah. something. Uh, someone mm. tried to uh, uh, fight them in the bathroom yeah. or one of them, oh, I yeah. believe. And that, that didn't turn out yeah. well. Yeah. For, for There's quite a few <laughs> videos out there of, uh, you know, former fighters and current fighters really getting in the tussles. And with street people, normal people with no fighting knowledge, like, you're fucked. You, like, don't even. You're, you're just, uh. You don't know who's an MMA fighter yeah. these days. You really can't yeah. tell. You should be careful, man. <laughs> just assume everyone yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't fuck with anyone with fucked up ears. Yeah, especially yeah. look for that. You're done. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> How's that looking? Is that color flat? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna let you. This asshole's ears. You look like an idiot. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, moving along. John Jones. Uh, a lot of shit going on with John Jones, man. I mean, can we talk about the fact that the UFC moved the fucking venue a week before the event to fucking suit just so he can headline? Yeah. Oh wow. We'll have to talk about this, man, because I'm excited to see what you think um should we talk testing first because there's like two schools of thought right yeah so, did you, so did you interview with joe rogan yeah i listened to that uh it was it was really you know he painted a somewhat clear picture about it right it seemed and like he provided science he provided science that says this is what happened whether or not that science is a total lie or whatever he he made what seemed to me to be a reasonable explanation of what seemed to joe it definitely to does there's well but there's still a lot of controversy and a lot of people are saying, you know, there's, there's some shit going on there. Well, Brendan Schaub came out against it. He's like the main anti-USADA guy, right? Brendan yeah, Schaub. he always has been. Yeah, and he put so, out a video. He, he said basically that USADA is now, uh, is works for the UFC because Nowitzki has an office in the UFC building that somehow makes him traitor. That automatically is right there and how they're doing all this special treatment for Jones, which appears to be true. Um... I don't buy that a professional like Nowitzki would just like have a whole career of anti-doping and then just because the UFC sh shows him a certain amount of money, he just like turns into a complete... That's not how these experts work. He's an ex-federal agent. Like, fuck no. He's he's not like turnable like that, I would imagine. I don't know. I, so people are claiming that he's being given favor by the UFC in order to push through big headliners exactly. for fights precisely and, okay and because other fighters have been caught did with the same thing same low levels of terinabol the steroid that uh jones was using in the past and they've gotten busted um so people point to that yeah. but the science has changed I'm just yeah they're saying that there's no real advantage to it though you know like that's the thing is there's no yeah. real advantage to that chemical being in your body really and especially to, for jesse it was 20 picograms um and this which is really the minimal amount like we're our testing is barely catching that and uh apparently okay. what they're saying you know 20 picograms which is like a grain of salt divided by i think 58 million Davitsky said on rogan's podcast so that so they're arguing 
that that's not enough to really it could do in it. plus that this chemical could be something that pops up and then disappears and pops up and disappears way later as your body is processing it metabolizing yeah that's that's and i've also i've also heard that there have been issues with um the supplements that people take and the hmm. places that make them not cleaning out the equipment and, and showing up with other drugs in testosterone. yeah and jones has a, a party lifestyle and that's another thing that people are saying is attributes to it you know you could do some cocaine or some mdma that's been mixed in a thing that made some other suspension for cannabis yeah Yeah. right and uh apparently like rogan was saying creatine cuts cocaine commonly so like in most creatines like aren't really regulated well and they could be tainted yeah tainted with other shit so he could that makes sense but here's the thing i want to ask job is if if uh, USADA has a stranglehold on all this testing and they're the yeah. first to see, that's what he said in this big rant is Nowitzki gets the test results. Why do they even release the test results then? Why don't they yeah. just not release the test results? I don't buy that Nowitzki's yeah. in the pocket of the, we would have never heard of this. Who saw this before Nowitzki that made him come up with the conspiracy? Why not just throw it out? And, well, you, don't, and you make maximum money. There is the thing that like, the whole thing that John Bone Jones fucking helped USADA with something that they won't release what exactly it was. So basically, that could mean he's a snitch on something. And that, yeah, and that sounds like a federal agent to me. That's the yeah. federal agency I know. Um, yeah. In which case, yeah, if he's helping clean up the sport, I don't know. Well, how bad is that then? I don't know. Uh, you know, and did Johnny look a little different to you when he was fighting? Now, did he look a little uh, like muscular-wise? Did he look a little leaner? Yeah, he looked he looked, he looked really good. Um, he looked different to me. He didn't look as buff. I feel like. Yeah, he looked a little leaner. I, I don't. I didn't. Nothing screamed steroids to me about his body. I, I feel like that he's probably more dedicated and now than he's ever been. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that reflected. I, I didn't see like his body didn't scream steroids. No. no, it made me wonder if he was on him beforehand though. You know, hey, because like, he used to look brutally big. That's Here's the thing, yeah, because Brendan Schaub said, listen, like, if you look at this guy's behavior in the past, like, he's done all this, like, bad stuff, like the hit and run with the mm-hmm. lady in the car. Like, he basically was attacking his character and saying, this is the type of person who would take steroids. And I'm not saying John Jones is clean, but I don't think that because Nowitzki has an office in the UFC building that it means he's in their pocket. That's fucking retarded. He's an expert. Yeah. The resident expert. He's been doing this for decades. Yeah. And he's not just going to be like, oh, $10 million instead of like a regular bribe or whatever. Okay, I'm now I'm in your pocket. That's not how these experts work, dude. They're weird. They're lawful. They're super yeah. dedicated. Maybe someone yes. got screwed in the past and shit's different now, but I don't believe the puppet story. Yeah, me neither, man. I just, it's independent from UFC. I mean, I feel like regardless of the money, it's still, there's no reason for them to lie on that. They're trying to keep the sport clean. And office. he seems authentic about it. Man. It's yeah. a corner office. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, it makes sense to have a re, uh, like an office for someone who's a resident at your establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if besides that, yeah, I mean, that doesn't scream kickback to me. Yeah. In fact, in yeah. fact, if you were doing that, isn't it the last thing you'd want? If you were receiving kickbacks, it's like, okay, well, let's also put your office in the main building. You'd be like, no, let's stay away from each other. Yeah. And, you know, now they're saying that he's going to be tested more than any other fighter on the roster in the next year. And uh, also, uh, on top of USADA's testing, there's also going to be um, randomly done tests from a voluntary anti-doping agency, the VADA, which is interesting. So three to six months of that. So he's going to be tested from so many different ways and let alone any commission that he wants to fight under for the next, you know, six months to a year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're definitely going to get results like whether this is like 
you know, that keep, keeps popping up in picograms or if there's nothing, you know, I mean, he's going to have to walk the line. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I just don't like the lack of personal responsibility in all no. of this because it's a, it's a, it's a really frustrating situation and mm. there could be cover-ups or whatever, but the bottom line is John Jones fucked up. Frank oh, Mears so many times. Yeah. Frank Mears is complaining because he got boned uh, back way back when for the same thing. Well, guess what? You probably fucked up too. the kangaroo meat. I'm not buying that. If you, if you got busted, you fucked up. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was a random thing and that's super unfortunate. But if it's because you're doing coke and like not checking where your supplements are coming from and not sticking to the approved list of supplements, it's fucking your fault. So Nowitzki mm-hmm. can get in and shake shit up all he wants, but I do not feel sorry for John Jones. I don't feel sorry no. for anyone who gets busted. Um, and no, I'm not man. even that anti-steroid. It's just fucking man up. You fucked up. And yeah, if you want dude. it to stop happening, stop doing fucking cocaine. Yeah, because not fessing up to it and just stringing it out as, like, a larger problem. Like, oh, like, it, it just becomes so much bigger than, like, mm-hmm. all right, this person takes a penalty and then now we move on. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, oh, we have to investigate where the where the sh- uh, supplements are made. Or, like you said, can- maybe it's the kangaroo meat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it becomes like a, a real fucking Chewbacca defense. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He, I mean, he has the chance to go down in history as an icon, a household name. And I feel like to risk it for any stupid shit like that is just, it's out of control. Like, choose to not do this anymore if you're going to half-ass it. Just fight and then party when you retire. Yeah, like, like, do good for the next, like, five to, like, ten years and then fucking hang it up, dude. Because you have the chance to be, like, the fucking, the Michael Jordan of fighting. I mean, like, the number one household name, like, for the beginning of this to become a main popularity sport. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he's been around for over a decade. Do you think he wants that? I don't know, man. Any more? Like, I saw a couple of like post-fight like interviews, and that was not John Jones. Like, it's he seemed weird, man. Yeah, he was he just distracted, him. like yeah. just saying kind of random shit. So it's like I don't know if he's aging or if he's just like it's too much for him to be like sober and focused. You know, he doesn't wind out anymore. Do you think he's an addict? I don't know, man. He could be. He he acts weird. Yeah, I kind of get that weirdness, and some people call him a sociopath mm. uh, because of the like shit he's said and the way he, the way yeah. the, the, the dude he goes back and forth, back and forth, like with DC. Yeah, and then running away from the scene of the crime and everyone yeah. pointed that, but he might just be an addict and have serious issues with like reality. Yeah, man, that would add up. That would make a lot of fucking sense. The whole scenario, you know, even with the doping thing, I feel like it's something that. You know, probably just only John Jones is the one who's going to know the truth about any of this shit, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, who knows if he had a coach that was helping him, like, dope, or if it's just yeah. unfortunate, you know? Well, people people have gone to crazy lengths to avoid the doping agencies yeah. and shit, like, hi- hiding under the ring yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John Jones, didn't he run away from him a bunch of times? Um, no, he never ran away. Van Derley Silva ran away and was oh. banned. Like John Jones, yeah. uh, anecdotally, legendarily, according to lore, hid under the That's, octagon yeah. in the <laughs> training in the training gym while the guy was there, and that was never confirmed. But uh, but I've heard that story. It's a weird as well. thing to make up. Why would you make it up? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a very specific it's, it's detail under the ring. That's pretty specific. <laughs> Man, fucking you, following the the uh, move, fucking uh, you know how they moved the whole event in one week. Nate Diaz, uh, did you see his t- fucking tweet? It cracked me up. He was like, "Oh hell no, Usada can't come over anymore." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then his next plug, his next one was uh, where the and it's got two needle icons. Plug question mark. <laughs> <laughs> 
Holy shit. He was, he, so he's just trolling? Yeah, him, he's or? pissed. Like, he's always got something to say. Like, he, he walked out on the conference when they announced uh, Connor's last fight against uh, Khabib. Oh, that's like, right, when yeah. They, when they surprise announced it, he was like, Oh, what the fuck? And he just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's been wanting a piece of him for a yeah, while. Yeah, he wants the trilogy. And I mean, let's be honest, the fans want it, you know? Like, let's just fucking get it over with. They have to do it. And I, like, I feel like if it doesn't happen, it's going to be one of the greatest tragedies to happen to this generation of UFC fighters. Like, yeah, we got to know. Uh, yeah. I think it's really indicative, too, of what's going on. It's kind of a combination of everything, right? Like, um, yeah. The super disagreeable fighter. Let's be honest, the DS brothers are super disagreeable. Oh my god. Um, Connor winning the second fight, which by all accounts would not happen unless you're scoring round by round like the UFC does in the traditional yes. style. Nick Diaz wins that fight in pride. Nick yeah. Diaz wins that fight if you score it as a whole fight, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I could be I could be um, I could be biased in that, but it, it, at the very least they're letting this thing slip because not everyone's playing ball and it's Nick's fault and it's Dana's fault and Connor's too big for his britches. It's very in, in, uh, indicative of our time, but I love it. Don't, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm complaining. That's just kind of what comprises all of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I just, I definitely want to see that shit, but I mean, Connor's on a money drive, so I don't know when we'll even see him come back. Fucking the, the, the Diaz brothers, what they're up to right now is just crazy. They haven't fought, you know, uh, Nate's been inactive since 2016 and uh, Nick's been out since I think 2015 which his last oh, fight wow. was like fucking that no no contest with uh, Silva and the yeah, two losses right. before oh that God, dude back then, think... he was laying down and shit like you're not fighting me Here, but that that sums up his problem he's like frustrated with everyone else but it's totally his fault dude, what do you yeah. think the difference between Nick and Nate I feel like Nate is like kind of losing his mind a little dude. bit I was just gonna say, like, he's got so many posts that he's put out that have been taken down, and like, but it, people, people, people recorded them and put them up on fucking websites, and it's like, dude, you can't make sense of it. Like, you have to like write it down and try to decipher what the fuck it, he's thinking, because it's like, just craziness. Like, it's it's not even <laughs> sentences. Like, and it looks like he's drunk in half the videos too. Could, right? Yeah, he he could be drunk. I I think that. Uh, I know that there was issues about a cocaine test after an arrest. Ooh, I was wondering, he could, yeah. He could be an addict as well, to be he honest. He was ranting, uh, man. Like, he gets, and he was in like, some nice environments with like mad people around, so... Uh, it's just weird because, you know, that, that constant like drug and alcohol abuse combined with probably very little um, like mental expansion. He's probably like doing it every day, like thinking the same thoughts, like I'm the greatest, like they won't give me my fight. Mm. I think that's like doing something. I don't see the same thing in Nate. Nate seems a little bit more aware. I think, yeah, I think we'll see Nate before Nick makes his return, because Nick's got some shit to deal with, but... If Nick if Nick couldn't come back to versus Masvidal, when is he coming back? He's never coming back, man. That dude, that's what I'm saying, and Dana's saying he's going to make him beg, like, for for his next fight. You it's know? never going to happen. Nick is no. never going to beg. Yeah, no, fuck no. I don't know any MMA fighter that's willing Especially to beg Especially the fucking BS brothers. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, these guys, yeah. like... They've already banked some money away. Hopefully they're not pissing away, but I know Nate made some money in the fucking canvas industry last year. He had some whole venture that he ended up making on. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the fact that Nick turned down the whole fucking fight there at 235, just because the number didn't add up to him, is kind of crazy, man. I mean, you should be wanting to fight at anything right now. Get your name back out there. Get a whole ton of new fans that have been coming in in the last few years. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, you guys are going to become... Nobody's if you wait too long. 
I mean, I'm the biggest proponent of marijuana ever, but you need to sober the fuck up for 10 minutes, Nick, and realize (laughs) we're going to forget about you. You're going to get passed over. Your your relationship with reality is skewed. We all want to see you fight. Mm -hmm. He is one of the greatest ever. Oh, and dude! Both of these guys have the potential to be fucking the greatest. Like, I mean, their their endurance is yeah insane. So I you mean, need to do the right thing and fight for what might be a five figure payday, you know, yeah. or a six figure payday, whatever it is. You need to do it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Not call the UFC rude for their offer <laughs> and just turn it down. <laughs> I, mean, I totally get it where he's coming from. I just don't think he fully grasps that if he doesn't get back on the train we're not going to see him again and there's a fan that makes me super super sad because I, he's i love nate he's yeah. one of the most entertaining fighters ever yeah yeah but maltoving every bridge you're standing on isn't no. really going to get you that far yeah, that's, you're right that's a good point it's just a relationship issue yeah it's in i mean networking it, like whatever industry you're in like it, that rules pretty much everything that's how you get ahead yeah, yeah. it's and, wild pissing everyone off and being out of touch with reality isn't going to get you that yeah point. they definitely like even in MMA. center the world around them when they do any type of deal for fights like and Dana yeah. just, like me and you were talking before Jordan like Dana just doesn't have the time to deal with that shit so I mean he passes by it and was like whatever whatever he gives them offers I mean you can't say he doesn't yeah totally well because he's running a business and they're worried about their ego yeah. half the I'm curious time. to see yeah. after the poor a like cancel out what Nate gets next as an offer because I mean it's got to be coming up it's got to come up. Maybe yeah. a different organization. Maybe they belong in a different... I could see them going to a different organization. You imagine they go to one? I don't know. That's a good point. Well, they wouldn't move there because you got to move there, right? Yeah. You True. Go to one. True. Yeah. Singapore, oh, yeah. Damn. You're right. I forgot about that. That's a weird change. place, man. You would Is have to live there. They would never give up California. Oh, good point. They would never go to Singapore. It's like a fucking... You'll get caned for having any drug. They would never, never go. Yeah. Go. Fuck no. I didn't think about that. He's got, you know, I imagine he's going to stay in the UFC at least another fight or two. He, there's no way he's going to go out yet. I don't like know. At least, yeah. at least Nate. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of competition out there for him. Leaving a lot and, of money on the table. Yeah. And just letting you know, possession of cannabis in Singapore can result in a maximum 10-year yeah, prison sentence or a fine of $20,000 as well as caning. <laughs> so, yes, you're not wrong yeah, about Southeast the caning. Southeast Asia is fucked up when it comes to their drug laws, man. You're not down with that. Some corporal punishment yeah, They, like, kill for people for fucking smoking, don't people. they? They killed, and I just, sorry, I'm going to bring down the podcast. <laughs> Australian model for ecstasy, and they couldn't, the Australian government couldn't get her back. And that was in Bali in wow. 2010. Yeah. I read that when I was about to go to Bali. I'm like, okay, I'll leave the weed behind. (laughs) I I would just also have to hate, I would hate to be the uh, caning dude for the MMA guy. Oh, God, no. Like, you can see him in a bar. Fuck, don't kill me. Caned me? It's just like you smack him and it doesn't even move. Oh, God, this is where we queue up proud to be an American and all like joints beautified. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Fucking right, dude. Oh, man. What's your opinion on uh, Colby Covington? Oh man, don't get me started. Is that uh, your boy? Is that your boy? Fuck no, dude. I mean, yeah, here's I'm, the thing. I can't blame Colby for his antics, right? But he's getting up. Uh, pretty frustrated, and he has a reason to do with the interior and bullshit. But we'll get into that. Here's the thing about Colby, man. He, Colby saw what Connor was doing, and yeah. he literally said, "I want to do that." Yeah. The problem when you're when you're doing something like that is you can't expect to be treated the same as the original creator. Yeah, you can expect to have the same results because if you go and look at Colby's old interviews, who he presents himself as throughout 2018 is not who Colby Covington is as a person. 
Yeah. It's super important that we all understand that. That's not who he is as a person. That's an act he's putting on. Connor's not the same way. Uh, yeah. Connor leans into his personality. His personality mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, yeah, it's authentic. But he leans into it, and he and he created this model, let's call it. Um, Colby decided to, to combine that with being a heel by doing the whole Donald Trump thing and the whole, like, firing up, like, uh, anti-racists and stuff like that. Again, fine. This is the path that he's choosing. Mm-hmm. When it all blows up in your face, don't be fucking surprised. You're treating people like shit. Connor didn't treat people like shit, okay? He played along with Dana. He played along. He pumped himself up. Um, sure, he was trash-talking, but it wasn't... He, he wasn't treating people poorly. Yeah, yeah. Colby not been an agreeable or... He, he's, he's kind of monetized the, the, the hate that we're feeling in this country, and now he's surprised because people aren't bending over backwards to give him a fight. Yeah, he's, he's literally, like, throwing fits on UFC... I mean, the one tweet he put out, listen to the people, Uncle Fester. You can't do the bird box challenge forever. And then he has like a photo of like Dana with like the fucking bandana. So he's like literally going and insulting the dude who could literally just halt your career, bro. Colby is a victim (laughs) of um, complete unoriginality. Even the text you just sent me, like it's not like, what are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish? He's doing doing what he's seen other people do. And in his mind, uh, they successfully. He, he's, he ripped off Trump one time and was like, I'm going to grab them all by their, their pussies and, and like, I don't know what else what it was, but I was just like, oh, was like, come on. And it's man. a shame because he's a good fighter. And what he's trying to do is um, like make more money. Fighters don't fucking make enough money. Let's be honest. They're getting brain damage. How can I make more money? Yeah. Uh, the problem is when you're completely unoriginal and unauthentic and start pissing people off is soon that's going to come back to bite you and, and don't yeah. take personal responsibility for that. Don't be surprised. Yeah, you know? you know, and it goes back to the Diaz brothers too. I was watching a, a cool documentary with them, um, and actually Anthony Bourdain was in it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. He was with the Diaz brothers, and uh, they were talking about it. And like, I think it was Nate actually. He was like, "Man, I saw I started looking at numbers, and I saw there was money being made." So he started getting greedy, you know, what everybody else was making, and then fucking, yeah. you know, started to, you know, turn down fights, get a little more attitude towards the mm-hmm. organization, mainly Dana. You know, and uh, it's just, I think the greed is like, it could fuck your career, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you- greed is a strange word because they are leaving part of themselves in the ring. Of course. They're, they're, they're like, they're kind of like, it's an awakening, right? To the numbers. Mm. What they don't feel is fair. What they don't see is all the crazy bullshit where the other, the other money doesn't just, the other, all the other money, all the other, you know, cash stockpiles just don't dive right into Dana's pocket. Exactly. Like, to run this sort of thing and the response shouldn't be hey this is fucked up i'm gonna cross my arms and give everyone the finger you you should be working on your own shit me and matt just had a great conversation about demetrius and how we're never worried about demetrius and we're never gonna have a a expose done in 30 years when he's brain damaged and broke no no fucking smart and he comes up with his own shit and he finds his own talents like his twitch channel and he monetizes them and he works on them that's it's all it takes Mm. it's all it takes man Oh man, and li- he's he's such a smart guy when you listen to him. He is a great guy, and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's going to one now in that trade. We were talking about him for Askren, and man, he's going to succeed over there in that Grand Prix. Oh, for sure. I would I would imagine he's an easy call. He's going to be lifting guys. it up, dude. Fucking video yeah. games aren't illegal over there. He's going to be playing yeah. oh, games man. on the beach. He's going to be fucking killing he's it. He's a straight arrow, so I mean, he has nothing to worry about with drugs exactly. or fucking oh. alcohol. You know. So yeah, that's yeah. what we all want. that's what we all kind of want. We want the best for everybody, but um, 
Man, it's hard. It's, it's disappointing to watch them turn like that, you know, like where it's like, you know, like you got to put in a little work before you, you can start demanding things like Conor McGregor. I mean, Conor McGregor brought the industry a whole ton of money real quick. It was pretty quick, wow. his success rate, you know, like a couple years. And he became like a household name. People who don't even know MMA know who Conor McGregor A couple is. years, like, you know, in the UFC, I'm, I'm saying, you know, he's, he's had a long MMA career, but like a couple years in the UFC to to becoming the first athlete to cross over into a huge boxing match like that. You know, intertwined organizations. Now Dana's involved with boxing, with Zufa boxing. It's crazy, man. Connor's you know, probably done more for one single sport single-handedly than any other athlete of yeah. our time that I can imagine. Um, yeah. I mean, you think about Michael Jordan, but again, the NBA where it was before Jordan compared to the UFC, yeah. not ex- it was much bigger, I, I feel. Um, right. But what Connor's yeah, done course. is amazing, and to think that this guy had this deal, so I'm going to get this deal, is um, is kind of absurd. Connor also gave everything to the UFC. He, he fully played into mm-hmm. the UFC. He was a yes man, and guess what? If you're a yes man at a successful company, you're going to make more. And I'm not saying like you know, a yes man has a bad connotation. But let's just say if you're all in, yeah. you're going to make way more money. You just yeah. are. You think Connor was greedy over his first? Connor got what. The reason why Connor got all that money is because he was asking for what he was worth. If he would have asked for too much, he wouldn't have got it. Mm-hmm. And the numbers ended up being really high because he provided that kind of value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You learn about being successful is you provide value first and then you ask. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, when your numbers start to surpass the organization on social media, I mean, that's when you start to wonder, hey, do I deserve a stock interest? You know, (laughs) (laughs) and guess what? If you're not worth it, the answer is no. But he got those things, so clearly he worked his way there. Um, The Diaz, the Diaz brothers are probably leaving so much money on the table. Guys, you imagine the amount of sponsorships or products that they could release. Man, how much does Pride cost, right? (laughs) Yeah, true, (laughs) true. I mean, it's going to end up millions, (laughs) I guess, in some cases. But you have to be responsible and secure your future. That's the Mm -hmm. lesson that these guys sometimes don't learn. Yeah, at some point, you have to be responsible and secure your future. Oh, yeah, man. And I mean, the fight game is a very short game. Like, yeah. you can't do this for long. And not many people survive it without any type of, uh, you know, serious injuries. I mean, let's be real. Most of these guys are fucking sewn back together like fucking robots, you know? They're just yeah. pieced back together after these fucking wars they go into. I mean, uh, uh, getting into later, I'm very excited for Keen Velasquez, but I, I feel like we're going to see a different guy that's been patched up by so many surgeons, you know? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, you know, it's it's kind of sad. Just touching on it, you know, Colby did get skipped over with the, the interim shit. I, I think the interim belt shit needs to stop. That's one thing I did want to touch on. I'm just. I, well, I think, hold on. I, I think I, I guess I guess I'm against it, but needs to stop. Do you think we should take a step back? Do you think we should go back? No, but I think that they need to be easier on it. I thought I can't remember if it was Shab's podcast they were talking about it, where he was like, he had a good suggestion. You know, just use it when somebody's like injured, or there's a real reason why you know a, a champion can't fight. You know, if somebody's being so a dick, take it away from them. Is when when they have it between people who aren't uh, isn't the current defending. Yeah, yeah. There's a champion Camp out. He's still doing more important stuff. He's doing a boxing match, or he's in a different <laughs> weight class, or he's Connor spawned the shit. That's the downside of a big oh, really? champion where they're like, we can't, we can't fucking strip that guy. We'll piss him off. Like, <laughs> you know, like if Connor left, he could fucking <clears throat> give another organization a hell of a, a start to bring in, you know, viewers. So, I mean, they're, they're, he could re- really fuck the UFC like that, you know, yeah. at that time. Um, you know, it's just, it's crazy to see this shit, man. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I just I don't feel sorry for Colby in this case because he didn't uh, he didn't conduct himself well to this point. So you really shouldn't be super surprised about that. I think as far as belts losing their value, um, it's a progression of the sport. I don't necessarily love it, but I've been I've been watching yeah. this shit for 15 years. I've seen a couple different progressions, and this is another yeah. one of them. Um, yeah, there's been a lot. Think, I also think the bigger the sport is, the better it is. I believe that. I'm not one of these guys who's like, man, he used to be like small time and cool. I think that the more people oh, who are out there watching this and pursuing their dream, and the more money that's being made, and the more tax revenue, I think that's all good, all good oh, things. Oh, amazing. We're going to see the true talent, man. I mean, that's why everybody, like, when people were like, Ronda Rousey was the greatest, it's like among a, a very small talent pool. The same that Cyborg succeeded for so oh, long. Oh, my God. It's incredible. In, in a very, very isolated talent pool. You know, there's nobody in that weight class. They had to make a weight class for and find people to fill it that could get to the weight. And I mean, it's just like, you know, I wanted to touch on that with you. Like, do you think that they're going to do away with the weight class now that Cyborg's pretty much, you know, been defeated? I don't know. That's, that's, yeah, that's a really great point. I don't know what they're going to do with weight classes in, in any divisions. You know, they're trying to talk about cutting the flyweight division. Maybe they'll get rid of weight classes altogether. Joe Rogan's always spouting off about that. Um, yeah. Talk about talk about uh, sports history. Has any division or any game accelerated as fast as the women's mixed martial arts division has in the past five years? Dude, I mean, it is right? insane was, level of competition. Yeah. Man, uh, insane. Yeah, even even, um, even among this the the same fighters. Like the if you look at uh, Waterson, for instance, if you look at her five years ago and just how far she's come as a fighter. I'm not saying that new people are coming in or replacing. I'm saying the whole thing is an entity. Like the whole. Yeah whole community has accelerated in skill so much since Rousey was coming in there and throwing bitches on their head. Oh the only God. thing I can yeah. think of is Punker accelerating in the early 2000s, everyone just getting so good so fast. Other than yeah. that, there's never been this this kind of skill level increase. I think it's fucking great. And I think the more, I think if they build it, if they build it, they'll come. The girls will come. I think they need oh, more yeah. women. I think they need more women fighters at, at any cost, more women superstars immediately. Yeah, well, there was concern. I feel like you know the first time they were announcing a women's division, if it was going to be a novelty, the way they, they for sure. did it. Yeah, I remember and Foxy it, boxing from the nineties. It was oh my god, <laughs> it was a joke. So, it was worse than a joke. Yeah, and it turned out yeah, they weren't serious. just signing pretty ladies; they were signing killers. You know, and people were like, "Oh shit, this is crazy." The girl fights. I feel like they had so much pressure too that these ladies were putting on such a performance. On Especially top of in the it beginning, because of that they yeah. were like, you know what, we're in spotlight. Like we're the first. You know, here in this, yeah. the monopoly. They, they did. They stepped up and they showed that this isn't bullshit and that oh, they are man. talented. And they, and uh, I feel like they were appropriately rewarded because now it's huge, especially with oh, Rousey man. and now Nunez, you know. Nunez is amazing. Fucking oh. awesome. It's like we're pushing social boundaries with this sport. It's just yeah. really cool. Yeah. First double champ champ from the women. Uh, yeah. First openly gay uh, champion in UFC history. She's, she's, yeah, so many records, man. She's fucking so amazing. Like, uh, I think we're gonna see a long, long career, and I think her name's only gonna go up too, man. Especially like if they keep that division, and she just wants to keep wrecking bigger girls, like bring them in. Yeah, we'll she tries, see. Oh man, I don't know what. I don't know. I couldn't imagine. She's probably gonna go back to bantamweight, though. I mean, there's more competition there. A lot of fucking big names. I don't Kenzo know what rearranging they're gonna be doing. Ooh. What do you think about Cyborg after that knockout? Um, Holy Man. shit. Yeah, I guess we skipped right over that, huh? Was there, was there a game plan, Matt? She, she, as soon as she got connected, she planted her feet and held her head up in the air. It looked like instant kicked in to just fight for your life and, and attack. 
Like, you know, like a, a rabid animal would just fucking fight. Like, you know, it's just... It seems so amateurish. Any plan went out the window, it felt like. Yeah. Maybe she just wasn't ready for the power or... So, I I, I'd imagine that's exactly what happened. Uh, she fucking went in there and that first shot changed Cyborg right away. You know, you could see the, the hesitation for a second where she laid off and then she got whapped a couple more times and then aggression came back. You know, it, it just, it stuttered everything. Mm-hmm. Fucking... Man, I just can't believe I, a minute, a minute Cyborg lasted. You would have fucking never seen this coming. Like I, I really thought that Cyborg was gonna have quite an advantage in the bigger I frame, so yeah. you know. And man, just fifty fucking something seconds. I have to say, Nunez is probably one of my favorite females. If I for for the fight, I knew she hit hard. One. Her yeah, name keeps her, her name keeps popping up. Not like she's yeah. just like. Doing really yeah, well. She's, she's a class act. She's a but class like, act, like you were, man. like you were saying against Cyborg, like you kind of, like you put those two names up there, and if you know anything about MMA, you're like Cyborg is a fucking beast. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to her talk on uh, UFC Unfiltered with uh, Matt Sarah and uh, Jim Norton, man, and she is just like the nicest lady, you know, yeah. and she just has, never says a bad thing about anybody. And just, you know, she just wants to get better in everything. Like, she's she, she's one of those people that's willing to admit she's constantly learning, you know? And, you know, she realized in the moment she had that fucking... As, as soon as she hit her, she had it. She's a real champ. She conducts herself like a champ. Yeah. Um, it's like what, uh, you know, you look at John Jones and that's kind of what he's lacking. Maybe that's why he's so crazy and so awesome. But it's like, you see how a champ should conduct themselves. Mm. And you think of GSP. You think of, uh, you know, Mighty Mouse. And you think of uh, Nunez is a great example too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Her coach, uh, Cyborg's coach Perillo, said something like she uh, she went to straight like disrespect mode, which <laughs> she was saying like basically she didn't like really acknowledge that she's in there with a fucking top class fighter that's very skilled. You know, you can't just bang it out. Like she's Some you've relied can't on. Handle that. It's, yeah. it's like Holyfield versus Tyson. It's like if you don't have that. Uh, Diaz versus uh, McGregor. Same Lesner, thing. R- Lesnar versus uh, Velasquez. Yeah. Yep. It's like it, your name doesn't mean anything to me. And now you're in deep trouble, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, it was definitely, man, I mean, and she's definitely going to make her wait, too. That was another thing she said because uh, Cyborg made her wait to fight. So Nunez was asking for two years minimum before she gets a rematch. Which Damn. Cyborg's uh, contract's up at the end of January, so it'll be interesting to see if she stays or goes over to one women's division, something. You know, who yeah. knows? I mean, she could she could go anywhere. She's another name that's you know people would go to see, especially yeah. if she's going to rebuild her career up again, and then who knows come back? Who knows, man? I doubt this is the end for Cyborg in the UFC in in total, but I wouldn't be surprised if she went somewhere else for a little bit. Sometimes they let people go. Here, here's the thing about what I've learned about working within like a successful like, organization at all. You have to look out for yourself. You can't expect the company to be your parent yep. or to have any sort of compassion towards you. They're a company, they're a business. Yep. Um, you're part of it. You should ask for what's fair and more importantly, you should focus on your own shit and uh, yeah. that's that's all you can ask. Don't ex- don't expect yeah. any sort of care from an entity uh, that's been written down and, and legislated on paper. That's all it is. So yeah, you're uh, part of the machine. Totally. So I think yeah. that I think that everyone needs to understand that and work on their own shit because that's what 2019 is about. A lot of a lot of like what you guys are doing. The most valuable thing you can have now is an Instagram follow. 
I oh should have missed a couple years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely, so, it, it, yeah, it, it's like one of the first things you check when you interact with people, I feel like, you know, in mm-hmm. the entertainment industry, I feel like it's, it's, it can give you a badge. little bit extra clout. Your right. badge so, of honor. Yeah. So you want to run on, you want to run your pirate ship. Even if you are working for a company, you want your own fucking side hustle. You want your own, you want your own pirate ship. And that solves these issues that we're talking about, you know? Yeah. So Absolutely. hopefully I, I wish the best for Cyborg, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I, I, you know, I hope to see her continue on in the UFC and maybe make her, her rebound, come back. But, uh, only time will tell, man. And, and definitely we'll probably figure out pretty soon what the plan is. Yeah. Now, sure. um, moving along real quick, I want to touch on Francis Ngannou is going to be fighting the returning Kane Velasquez. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of feelings about this fight. I mean, both guys are not not the same and what I mean by that is uh, you know obviously Francis got he got smoked by Stipe not expecting that and then we saw a different guy come into the cage the next fight I mean he fought Derek Lewis and it was like a terribly slow lacking all the cardio in the world fight I mean it was, it was insane how tired those guys were well forgive me but didn't he fight again he fought again now yeah yeah coming back to it he, he did he's got a win against um, fuck who did he just smoke? Uh, he just knocked him out in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked a little better, but it, it looked a little better. It did look a little better, but I mean, I'm talking about how scared he was in the ring after the way he fought Derek Lewis. He was like afraid to get hit. You know, it was a different mm-hmm. guy. You're talking about a guy who just straight aggression. You know, it's kind of like the cyborg thing. He was just Blades. straight. Blades. Curtis Blades. Yes. Yeah. 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 He beat Curtis Blades. Yeah. In what? The first round. Mm-hmm. Right? Knocked him out in the first round, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's his last fight. All right, we're talking Cain Velasquez, one of the most dominant heavyweights <laughs> of all time. Yeah. All right, yeah, I feel like we're going back on the steep thing. Like I, I don't know who we're gonna see in the ring. You know, I don't know if we're gonna see, you know, full on aggression, King Kong, fucking rage, uh, Francis, or if we're gonna see the guy that's afraid to get hit because he's fighting a fucking dude of caliber that's like Stipe. You know, we got like one of the best heavyweights of all time here. Mm-hmm. You know, but then again, we got a guy coming back from multiple surgeries, multiple injuries. Do we have Kane? That's, that's what I worry about. Is, is he's been operated a lot, uh, operated on a lot, and I think that in the bottom line is you got one guy coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that Ngannou he showed he showed his amateurism because he is an amateur, and I think well, he's grown a lot, and I think he's going to continue to grow. I think Kane. I don't want to say he's on the way down. That's kind of a fucked up thing to say about one of the greatest fighters in the world. But um, but he's exceeded his prime. Close closer to retirement. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And, he, and he's not. He's thirty six you know, years old, man. You know, he's getting up there. Most guys he, don't fight into their forties. I think Ngannou is ascending. I think Ngannou's the future champ. I believe in Ngannou. Um, how old is he? He's he's in his Francis is twenties. He's really young. Yeah. Yeah, Francis is definitely in his twenties. Nope. No. No. Nope. Uh, yeah, thirty-two. God damn! Oh, I wow. thought oh, okay. They're a lot closer. Oh, wow. So he was over thirty when he yeah, got into it. And supposedly no, no, no. that's the back end of your prime. Again, they're heavyweights, so you can go. You can go later. In, uh, you know, you can't get away with being old in the lighter weights. But yeah. I think Ngannou's the future champ. I, I just I think he's he's growing, and that power is unlike anything else. That's that extra advantage that we've been talking about. You're gonna you take him in this fight? Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Thousand percent. I don't Francis, know, man. I think Francis is going to hurt him in the first round and either get the finish or get it in the second. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Kane hits pretty fucking hard, and Kane's takedown is very strong. I love Kane Velasquez, dude. And I think Kane he- is saying he feels young again. I don't know, and he looks pretty good. You know, he, he's hard to judge because he never had like that that lean ass physique. He had that wide yeah. body, fucking a little bit of fat, but you see some six pa- six pack peeking through. You know, yeah. like he's just a big that dude. Means you got, that means you got some fat to burn, and you can get into five rounds. He, and he looks, dude. He looks like that a little bit today, still. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I seen some video. It looked good. He looked good training. I want to go yeah, with Kane. I'm going with Kane, man. I think Ngannou is going to fold under pressure again. Interesting, because he's think... fighting a champ again. That's that's the difference. Is Curtis yeah. Blades is new champ. Chain doesn't yeah. Kane doesn't have a belt, but he is a champ. Um, I think Joe Rogan said it, so I'm not like you know um, a pioneer by any means. But Kane in his prime was the scariest and best fighter of all time, right? Yeah, I, I don't mean... think. That- I don't think that there's anyone who was more dominant than him. So, yeah, yeah. Watching I, him I, laugh off yeah. Brock Lesnar, the freak incident, was amazing. I mean, it yeah. was just, it was like, just had him crawling and flying around the ring, rolling around. Yeah. It was like, and he, he, it was nothing, you know? Yeah, so my heart tells me Kane, but my brain tells me Ngannou in the first. Yeah, the youth is there. That's definitely for sure. If, and, and, and if Ngannou can harness this and really, you know, work with his coach and get this plan, you know, to just be tightened. We could very well see it, you know, and then he can go for his, his next round going towards DC. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. This this heavyweight division is just it's 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 so interesting, and you know we need some fresh blood in there is what we need in my opinion. Yeah, it's a little stale. Trades coming up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully there'll be some new youthful contenders coming in. I mean, I was looking at the list of uh, new fighters for the UFC last year alone, and there was like hundreds of them. You know, that debuted. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's sure. really there's good. Like 600 fighters in the roster, 500 fighters. Yeah, I think there's, I wow. think there's uh, closer to 600 now. It's a small army. Yeah, yeah, definitely got a good <laughs> amount. So we'll see. It's definitely a division that needs to get more talent in the pool and more fights out there. Definitely. Now uh, UFC is returning to Russia, and you have been to where this is going to be, huh? Yeah, St. Petersburg, Russia, man. man. I went to St. Petersburg. Now, oh. how is that place? Is it, is it rowdy? The crowd going to break yeah, out? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Well, first of all, the Russians are the Russians are great people. This this Cold War bullshit that we in, in, like invent between our countries, how like Russians feel this way about Americans and Americans feel this way about Russians, like that's all bullshit. I went over there. Everybody was nice. No one cared about politics or any of that stuff. Um, that's good. We went over. It's it's really um, it's it's really clean. Uh, we went to the Hermitage Museum, which is the second largest art museum in the world. It was founded in the 1700s. Um, oh, wow! Extremely cultured city. It's beautiful. The people are beautiful. Um, but the Russians are crazy, and they love to fight, and they'll fight over anything. They'll like get oh. in a car. There's a couple. There's a couple countries I've been to where it's like common practice to like fender bender someone and then get out and fist fight them. And, and Russia is like one of those places. Like seriously, it happens in Egypt. You'll see it driving. Who, whoever wins pays the damages. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Queensberry rules or what. Fight <laughs> around by round. But um, it was amazing. I had a ton of fucking borscht soup, beet soup, and uh, I had bear. And um, it's a beautiful city, and I think it's a great place to host UFC. And the Russian people fucking love the fight. That'll be cool then. They're hoping yeah. to fill this uh, new new stadium there that can hold up to like eighty thousand people, man. They're hoping to fill that bitch. Wow. They're not sure. Yeah. Well, they're they're gonna they're not sure if they're gonna do the whole thing, but they're trying to. I bet you they're gonna try to fill it. I mean, with going to Russia, it's gonna be a big event. They're gonna have uh, Arlovsky fighting. Big city too. So, so he carries some weight, especially internationally. 
You know, um, I, yeah. And they got I a like, whole slew of like, Russian fighters too. They're going to put on that card. That's great. And I think it's, I think any promotion that we can get between these two countries that just have such bullshit animosity towards each other, let's be honest. There's no real, this is bullshit left over from 70 years ago. You know, yeah, it's you so weird, you hold yeah. any hatred in your heart for the Russian people. Yeah, no. no one right? fucking cares. Because no one cares. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm a big fan of vodka. So. Yeah, and and even now we have the political stuff going on, and I still think if you get to the to the vast majority of regular people, I still don't care. I would love to see this go down in Russia and see the Russian fighters, and I'll probably be rooting for a couple of the Russian fighters. Yeah, right. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, so, it's a good. Fucking great card, and it's it's good to see these relations. The international. Who's headlining that card? Do we know yet? Um. The next step that would be pretty cool would be uh, seeing the women's league fight in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one day, man. That is a stretch, my friend. One day. Let's get there. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, St. Peter St. Petersburg, beautiful. I'm really excited to see yeah. uh the shots over that city. As yeah, the, man. Uh, it's gonna be interesting too. Yeah. It's gonna be, you know they're gonna stack that card. They're gonna stack. Yeah. Looking right. Oh beautiful. yeah. MMA bringing us together. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> and uh that about wraps it up for now, man. I think that's uh that's all we got for the green corner. Awesome. Sweet. I love it. Well, be sure to stick around for after this uh, promo. We're going to be having a game that we like to call This or That. And uh, the promo that we'll be playing for you now is from the Yes and I Am podcast. Hi, do you like celebrities, comedy, and pop culture? Well, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Aaron Max, host of the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. Each week, we take comedians and improvisers and give them a celebrity to play, and I interview them. And guess what? Sometimes the comedians don't know who this celebrity is. And that's when the real fun comes in, and we learn a little something we didn't already know about these people. So go and check us out. We're on iTunes and all other podcast stores. We are Yes and I Am, and we will see you guys next time. And we are back from our little promo break there. We're going to get into a game that we like to call This or That. Uh, it's kind of like a would you rather. Me and Matt have made up a couple scenarios here um, to propose, and we're, we're going to see see what the answers come out to be. We'll also include some of these on our Facebook group, so be sure to head over there. We always like to hear what you have to say about them. Um, Matt, you want to go first? Oh, I got one. G- give us our first scenario I got here. One. You want a contest. It's awesome. You got your choice of your prize. You get tickets to any UFC event, all of them, like all UFC events, all year, 2019, From right? Year to the end of time. Oh no, to the end of the year. End of the year. End of the year. Okay. Let's not get crazy here. Or okay. you get infinite cannabis products. It doesn't matter what it is. You got a, a, a dispensary supercar. You walk into that place and they're like, oh, give him whatever he wants for six months. Ooh. What do you love more, Jordan? Do you love oh. weed or the fighting? <laughs> You know, to me, it's to me the answer is clear. Not just because I do prefer cannabis and the magical plant to uh, to many of my other hobbies, but 
You know, I get the same feeling as when someone puts me in front of an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. This is this is this is a this is a challenge of principles. This is like a like a, a universal. This this has come together to this point in my life to consume as much as I can, um, <laughs> consume my body weight. That's really what I'm going for. Um, there you go. Prove to the universe that I do in fact deserve this pass or or this. Uh, <laughs> We're like we just got to give it to him for life at this point. So, right? so it's a challenge. I, I would take it. I would take it as a personal affront to my honor, and I would go with the cannabis gift card. Nice. I think I think I would. I, too. I think I would have to as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I figured. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll see. I'll see. I got this weird supermarket Man. sweep fantasy going on in my head oh. where I'm just like pulling weed off the fucking shelves. <laughs> <laughs> fucking old school bales of weed. If you, if you caught me uh, like eight eight years ago in Humboldt County, I would have gone with the other one. <laughs> if you want, the, You're like you, I got all I need. Yeah, if you want that uh, free weed experience, go to Humboldt County. They, they can't even give it away. <laughs> oh man, we're go. gonna need a break after the six months. We're all gonna right. have to take a tolerance break for sure because, it, <laughs> man, it's gonna cost too much to smoke after that. The tolerance <laughs> break is called sleeping in. <laughs> there you go. You're gonna sleep for three months after that. <laughs> <laughs> so our next scenario is uh, kind of based off of our news: this or that, three-hour doorbell licking marathon, oh. or a drive-through bird box challenge. Man, you got to do one of them. You, you want a oh, shitty shit. contest this time. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is two bad choices. You got to pick between. I got to go through the drive-through with my car. Your, yep, your car, your car you blindfolded. Ding up your shit. Or you could. Or lick one of your neighbor's doorbells. Hey, you might pull it off. You might get through there <laughs> slick. Shit. I, uh, and you can you can pick one that doesn't have a Nest camera, so it doesn't have to be public. Blown out across national yeah. news outlets. Yeah. I got to go drive-through. Oh, man, he's a drive-thru. Risky man. Is that based off of your confidence in driving blind? Yeah, it is, actually. Um, <laughs> I perform a lot of my activities blind, you know? Uh, I, I try to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night blind all the time. I pee all over the place. Uh, so I've been training. <laughs> I've been training for this training for quite some time, and I think driving is going to be no different than urinating. And I think I can, <laughs> I think I can get through there with ease as opposed to the... Th- I'm more concerned about the three hours. Give me one lick, I'm done. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I never get sick. But, uh, I feel like my tongue would get tired. Three hours, dude. That's fucking. That's that's something. That's that's commitment. So I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'll go. I'd go bird box challenge drive through as well, just because I wanna. I I want the challenge. Like I know what licking a doorbell for three hours is probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can know, guess. I know. I know it's. <laughs> I know it's one of you. I could hazard to guess what that, <laughs> that's like, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no. The uh, I feel like I might be able to get through the draft, or at least uh, have have some funny dents to talk about after. Oh man, hearing those noises though, with that bandana on, just like, <laughs> like oh, as long as there's no screams, I guess, right? Yeah, true. There's screams, and you better you better take that off. You're gonna get back out of there. over first. The same dead raccoon. Oh, yeah, right. Man. That raccoon. That's what did it. It was Bird Box Challenge. Fast food Bird Box Challenge. Oh, no. <laughs> running, running over raccoons. Rest in peace. Oh, all right. Now, moving along, my, my next one is uh, related to the first one I knew you guys would choose. The cannabis products. Let's see how much you love your cannabis, all right? All you got to do. I mean, hey, no weed for a month, right? Right? Or. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I figured you'd say that. Or you gotta fu- fucking spend a minute in the octagon with Amanda Nunes with no holds back. Like she can do whatever she wants to you. <laughs> oh fuck! Holy shit! One minute? One minute, man. Oh, I mean, no holds barred. Yes. Like she yeah, can do anything. Yeah, I'll go one minute in the octagon. That's 
Hey, that's ten. Fuck it. It's no, gonna wait, suck. No holds barred though, so she can continue striking me if I get. Yeah. <laughs> well, if all right, knocked right. out. She yeah. didn't kill you. Can't kill you. All right. The fight's over. We'll put that down. So. TKO is, is the rap. You have yeah. to suffer a TKO. One minute or TKO, whichever comes yeah. first. Now, I have some striking training and I can move. Um, and I'm small. Can too, you move Amanda Nunes fast though? I can move. I could probably get away from her can for 12 to 15 seconds. I think I can cut that off. And then can you point, move better than Cyborg? This is I think uh, tighten up. Can you turtle up? Um, I think I, I think I'd have to go with. I think I might have to take the break. I don't, I don't, I'm taking I don't the break. Want the brain damage. I'm taking the break. Uh, I'm in the octagon, boys. Yeah, no. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. I would pay so much money. Jesse's never, Jesse's never sparred. He's like, I think. Uh... I think we start saving oh, no, right I now just, for two years. I just know it's gonna suck. We can, if we could chip suck. into a little piggy bank and just get the money to pay her to independently, one on one with Jesse for one minute. <laughs> we can probably God, sell ads. What are you guys doing to me? Yeah, we can sell ads. This is happening. We can make some money. I thought on we were this. friends. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, All right. So, that's a, so our, our you nailed that one. <laughs> so, so our uh, final one is also a fight-related one. <sighs> this one, this or that, fight an extremely stoned Joe Rogan, or fight Tommy Chong while you're extremely stoned. <laughs> so, either you're fighting Joe Rogan stoned. Or fighting Tommy Chong while you're stoned. After you, those, Jordan. Those are our choices. <laughs> um, I, I, that's tough because I'm pretty confident I could beat the shit out of Tommy Chong. Even <laughs> that's what I think. See, see, that's what Matt had said earlier when I proposed this. But <laughs> I I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about sluggish like, uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf on Wall Street on Quaaludes. I can barely uh, see. I've taken so many edibles that it's like, I, I mean, it's, I don't know what planet I'm on. You don't think Tommy Chong could kick in the dick while you're stoned? Dude, he could, he could hit me with that jab if I was stoned enough. I don't think I could respond. <sighs> but but then again, a, a flow state stoned Joe Rogan is oh, no, very dangerous. Dude, he could crush your ribs, dude. man. I can crush your fucking ribs. I gotta go Chong, and hopefully I'm just, you know, so numbed by the cannabis, I, I won't feel the pain and the shame. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think I'd do the same. Yeah. I, just, I wouldn't want to fight Joe. Same, man. Yeah, you just... He's hes even more deadly once he uh, smokes or has an edible. You know, just... He just gets the, this look over his face. Dead fucking emotion. Starts breaking your bones. You've seen the memes, that, that Rogan look where he looks down. He just like, keeps looking straight. <laughs> looks at you and he's got that. Oh, man, no. No. I don't want to see that. It's like a cyborg from, like, Terminator locking on you. And you're just like, fuck! Right? <sighs> Oh, God. So that's what all we got for this or that. Um, we'll be posting these up in our Facebook group so that you can chime in, tell us uh, who you want to fight, and, uh, <laughs> and and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Doug Benson or Cheech Marin? Oh, there man. you go. Doug Benson, easy pushover. Doug Benson, yep. Put him out of sleeper, <laughs> put him out real quick. Uh, so so this was great. Thank you for coming on the show, Jordan. It was uh, a great time talking oh, with man, you. Oh, man, you guys are hilarious. Thank you, guys. I'm down <laughs> anytime. Uh, go to growcastpodcast.com or just find us on any app, whatever podcast app you listen to. Uh, l- look for the Longevity Podcast coming out this year. Uh, most cutting-edge information and highest level strategies to increase your lifespan. I'm sure I'll let you guys know about that as it develops. And, uh, yeah, at Growcast on Instagram, at Jordan River IG. Follow me. I'm playing poker for charity. And eating lots of udon and shit. So follow me. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely check him out. Uh, if you wanted to check us out on a personal level, you can get at Jesse at Landers of Plan on everything and myself on MWG Media on Instagram and Maddie G from HP on all the other shit. We love each and every one of you and thank you for tuning in. And until next time, that's it. There you go. Thanks, guys.
smoking America. We passing America. I'm mapping America. I'm second America. We talking America. We blazing America. This is fucking America. We're second America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit, or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. We smoke in America. America. We pass in America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. America. We talk in America. We blaze in America. This is fucking America. We second America. Bitch, I'm on a mission. Better pay attention. Man, I gotta get it. Tell my fucking digits. Hit the fucking limit. Shit, I'll never finish. But I'll end up winning even though I'm sitting.